Welcome to Going Back, a rewatch podcast about the television show Lost, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Hydar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Going Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Olivia Hydar. And that makes us your hosts. Olivia, how's it going? It's going great. Recording in purse. We are. Short for person. Saves me time when I talk. Of course. Go on. Yeah. No, definitely person. Uh, we are there. And it's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm always happy for the excuse to get out of the house, especially because I found out that all of my fucking classes this semester are online. Uh, oh, shit. Which, uh, woo. So you're not getting out of the house for anything. Basically. this. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And, you know, it's fine. I'm making friends with cats. It's my big That's, uh, project. Are they just like, do you have multiple cats in your home? Yes. Or? They're very cute. They're my roommates and they're adorable. And I hang out with them. That's and that's and then I go to a class and I listen to annoying people talking about how they're taking a Japanese language class to meet a future wife. Oh, I don't like the sound of that no. whatsoever. You know, yeah. I I did it either. I got to say. Yeah, I would encourage them to run that by the future wife. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. But in Japanese, obviously. Right, of course. Well, you know, that's ne- that, that'll be next semester. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, that w- that sucked. I didn't like that, <laughs> I, I, I I'll say. Yeah, I don't like hearing that either. Mm. Well, hey, thanks for heading down to the studio to record in person. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's always fun recording not on Zoom. Like, most of what I do is on Zoom. Exactly. So like we always do mm-hmm. around this time, we are talking about a couple episodes of Lost. We are nearing the end of the first season. Yeah. This will be our second to last episode of season one. Penultimate. Yeah. Penultimate. Great. Right. Word. There it is. We're covering episodes 21 and 22 mm-hmm. of season one. The Greater Good. Yeah. And Born to Run. Springsteen cameo in that <laughs> second one, if I recall correctly. I haven't watched it. No, for sure. Yeah, no, the boss, he shows so. up. I think he shows up. And then, yeah, after that, three-part finale. Hell yeah. Which we will knock out all in one episode, and then, ooh, they start going up for free. And uh, I think me and Olivia will buy boats, probably, with oh, just yeah. all of the ad money that's going to roll in. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my plan. How did you guess my first pl- It's It's going to be like that scene from The Shining where the elevator opens and all the blood comes out. <laughs> yeah. But money. Yeah, it's blood money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is blood money. Several people died on this flight. Thank you for reminding me. That is me true. Yeah, no. To the, be respectful. You yes. got to remember the loss of the the tragic members of the uh, tail section. Yeah. Uh, you know, gone forever, gone forever, never to be seen again. I do love that we're at a point now. We're at basically at the end of the season, and it just is so apparent that the show had kind of figured has figured out what its mysteries are going to be. Yeah, and like you can tell, they really have landed on a course, and it's really satisfying to watch a lot of these characters like Boone get murdered. (laughs) yes on screen yeah watching boone die was nice it was it was great i'm so glad thank you so thankful that we got to see it 
and he's almost never on the show again. Yeah. So I love that. And this is where the show, to me, starts to, like, kick into the next gear, is this whole run of episodes. Yeah, it's like any other show where, I mean, not any other show. A lot of shows have really good first seasons. Sure. And I would argue the first season of Lost is good. Absolutely. Almost every one of these episodes, I think, is a banger. You know, there's some that are maybe a little sus, but like. Yeah. Yeah. But it really gets going in season two and Mm -hmm. deeper into season one. And that's the thing. We're living in such a new world. Yeah. Like. Things are so different now than when Lost came out. Absolutely. And like we're we're about to talk about episodes 21 and 22. Yeah. That is like we're bordering on like season 3 or 4 of a usual <laughs> TV show these days. Yeah, but I will say an hour long episode. Yeah, too. I know. As much as this format obviously comes with its pitfalls. I love it. I miss it. I, I want more. I, I'm sure there are still shows. I, I actually don't know if there are any shows that still do 22 to 24 episode seasons. Yeah, it's rare. Like there are. Like other than like, I guess, Law and Order. But like, does that even I bet count? Probably like 911 on Fox, sure. which I have heard is actually a very entertaining show. Sure. Like I bet, I don't know, like the, the cleaning lady. Yeah, I guess this is something to research. The cleaning lady who, you know, who just joined the cast of that show, mm. Naveen Andrews. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Naveen Andrews. Still getting work. Yes. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know. It's That's the thing. It makes it such a tough sell now. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to sell someone on, listen, you got to believe me, go back and watch Lost. They're going to be like, all right, well, how many yeah. seasons are there? And it's like, okay, well, we need to talk about that. Sure. There's only there's only the handful, but but also at the same time, like I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but like I feel like people sometimes want a show they can get lost in because <laughs> hey, uh, I don't get it. What do you mean? But I'm just, I just feel like you know people like to like soak themselves in shows sometimes, especially if you're binging an older show. Sure. So I don't know. And I would argue that Lost, as opposed to, I think I mentioned How I Met Your Mother earlier, Lost is going to lend itself to binging way more. I mean, because every episode, it's not an episodic thing. Like, you have to watch it all to understand what's happening. But it is also episodic, which is, again, this is why this is the whole golden era of television. (laughs) But because it does both and it does it well. But I would say that Lost is kind of the, if not the beginning, like near the beginning of binging as a cultural thing. Like I binged the first season of Lost before the second season. And so I don't know. I feel like this is kind of, it lends itself well to something like that. Yeah. I think this and uh, 24 both kind of are on the forefront of that thing where. And the Sopranos on HBO. Yeah. Where you really could just sit down and watch the whole thing right. and not get tired because it's a continuous story. But it's also very convenient that there are these natural stopping points where you can pick it up like three yeah. days later, which like that's different from a movie. Right. Like stopping a movie in the middle and picking it up later feels weird. Yeah. But with this, it's not. No, I, I this is 
These are all of the pros of episodic television. And it's something I mourn as an art form. Like there are some shows that are still doing it pretty well, but like they're few and far between. And I like it. I'm a fan. And even if your argument is, well, yeah, but I don't have the attention span to keep up with 25 episodes a season. For one thing, you're probably a comedian. And also in that case, think about what six episode seasons of television did to television writers. Yeah. Who are still getting paid like that same sort of per episode rate. Totally. That people were getting paid when TV shows were 20 and 24 episodes a season, but they're still having to work on them like the same amount of time. Absolutely. Like nothing about six episode seasons of television has really been that good. I mean, like it works for some things. Yeah, Yeah, of course. And like that's good. But again, like you have to structure your show well in order to do it. And like, I don't know. I feel like we're out in the weeds, but like I love a a limited series or whatever fucking TV bullshit's happening. I watch a lot of this stuff. It just I get frustrated because then I watch Lost and I'm like, this just told me a full story (laughs) in the the time that I spent with it. And I don't feel like I have to watch the next one in order to feel satiated. Yeah, but there are references. I mean, of course, yeah. You, you need to have seen the other episodes. Well, yeah, I, I recommend that if anyone rewatches it, they have to watch them all. Yeah, like, no, don't, start it. Don't start at episode twenty-one. I would argue. Yeah, no, just actually, just start at the series finale and then just go backwards. Don't even watch it. Just listen yeah, to this just podcast. Listen to this podcast. So we're covering episode twenty-one and twenty-two. <laughs> the greater good yes. is episode twenty-one. Saeed flashback. I like you have not rewatched this since we were supposed to record this like weeks ago. Damn it, man! You blew my cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna go with it. I think we remember enough. Uh, no, I mean I've seen this show. Yeah. several times. The episode opens with a shot of sad Saeed Mm. watching Shannon, looking at her brother's dead body longingly, wishing he could be inside her one last time. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he he explains how brave and heroic Boone was when he died. Totally. And Shannon gives him the same who gives a shit look that I would give him because he's talking about Boone. Yeah, but she's also, she's kind of like deferring to bitch Shannon mode. Yeah, there's a little more to her ambivalence than there would have been to mine. Right. But before we get into that flashback island. Yes. Saeed has been detained and is being questioned by the CIA, which bad times. No, no, thank you. Personally, I would rather not. I would prefer it never happen. Yeah. And I, you know, hope I, I, I don't think it will. I'm not so sure. Well, but C- well, I'm- I mean, they're not. Yeah, it won't be the CIA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not. We're not in fucking Angola. Oh it's not going to be the CIA. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so they want his help recovering 300 pounds of stolen C4 plastic explosives. Right. They're going to be used in a terror plot. This is early 2000s mm-hmm. war on terror, fear mongering at its finest. 
It it is, but like what but I like with a heart. Well, what I like about it is that the CIA aren't. It's not like they're actually portrayed as really wanting to stop a bad thing. They're just trying to ex you know exert their power and authority. They're trying to justify their budget. Yeah, which is a thing we did see a lot after nine eleven. Yeah. Where you saw those things where, like, the FBI would go to someone. There was that terror ring in Buffalo yeah, where there were just, like, five dudes at a mosque. And this FBI agent showed up and was like, hey, want to build a bomb? Mm -hmm. And they were like, I guess. (laughs) And then they built the bomb and the FBI was like, you're under arrest for building this bomb. Like, that's fucked up and they shouldn't have been arrested and they should be free. But also, I mean, like, it's kind of bit like, don't be like, okay, yeah, we'll join your bomb, your bomb plot. Come up with the bomb. Plot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Like, not to victim blame, but don't be so stupid. Like, if a stranger right walks up to you and is like, hey, my name is Chuck FB. I mean, Franklin. <laughs> uh, do you want to build a bomb? And you're like, yeah, man, let's take down the infidels. Like that guy's a cop. Yeah, obviously. Probably. But, you know, I think for 2004 era TV, this is pretty nuanced in a way that I really enjoy. Yeah. It's not going for like, you know, 24. We've we've talked about 24 at length. And yeah, it, Jack Bauer would have shot Saeed <laughs> in the knee or no, no. Here's what Jack Bauer would have ah. done. <laughs> he would have brought Nadia in the room. Right. And sat her down next to Saeed. Yes. And when Saeed said, there's nothing you can do to me that will make me answer your questions, right. Jack Bauer would have shot Nadia in the knee. <laughs> yes. Because that is an actual scene. I know. From 24. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> Arguably the best scene from yeah. 24. So, yeah, that's what the landscape is like <laughs> right. in 2004. That's the vibe. So to have this episode that where the entire flashback is about a former Iraqi Republican guard interrogator being coerced by the CIA into betraying people and, like, setting people up. That rules. That is so ahead of its time politically. Very much so. So they detain him and they ask for his help in uncovering this plot. Yeah. And they're like, we know where Nadia is. And if you help us, we will take you to where she is. Mm -hmm. And that's what we find out is what gets Saeed on the plane to go to Australia. So back on the island, Jack is still looking for Locke while Kate is still trying to talk him out of it. Right. Because Jack is... Jack's pissed. Jack's pissed. pissed. He's pissed. He's salty. He's pissed at Locke. He thinks that Locke is responsible for Boone's death. He won't be dissuaded right he's in a mood but also everyone takes some time out to bury boone Mm -hmm. which uh it's nice because everyone hates boone i assume yeah they all i I certainly do so i guess everyone else did yeah they all take turns pissing on his grave it's really beautiful uh touching but then there is a very sweet moment where of all people because I don't, I think it was Jack or someone who was like, does anyone want to say any words? Yeah. And even Shannon is like, fuck that motherfucker. Saeed gets up yeah. and says some words about Boone. And it is legitimately a very sweet it is. moment of television. It's really well done. And at that exact moment, 
Locke shows up just absolutely drenched in blood. Yep. Like he fucking found a waterfall <laughs> of blood and frolicked under it. He like, well, I mean, you know, he was carrying Boone on his damn shoulders. <laughs> and Boone is just leaking all over the place. And he comes back and he's like, it's all my fault. Yeah. Everything is my fault. And Shannon's like, see? He lives for the drama. That is John Locke. It's he, like, read the room, Locke. He did. And he's like, this is where I make my entrance. This is it. Lost. Oh, yeah. And Jack, like, beats the shit out of him or something. Yeah, Jack does not take Locke's entrance yeah. well. He didn't like having the spotlight taken. This, much like this podcast episode we're recording, them getting to the lost part. It took a long time in this episode. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of pre preamble. Which I like that. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like that shows a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. from television writers. Yeah. When they like they know you're so fucking engrossed. Yeah. That once that part hits, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah. This, this episode hasn't even started. It's something I love in anime specifically. Oh yeah. Because like the opening and ending credits are st- usually a really huge part of the vibe of a show. And so I've watched episodes where I'm literally halfway through the episode before they drop the title sequence. And it's always effective. I love that in a movie too. If they hold it until really late fresh, if you've never seen fresh, the opening credits don't start until 30 minutes into that. That is on my watch list. I've been so good. I need to watch, but also the good fight. Which I would argue is the best television show of the past, like, ten years. You love it? It has an intro that is probably my wife's least favorite television intro of all time. And when you watch it on the streaming service it's on, you can normally skip that intro. Right. And I always do. But sometimes they'll do the thing Lost did Mm -hmm. on this episode where that intro doesn't happen until, like, 15 minutes in. Yeah. And then you can't skip it. And it's always the most jubilant moment for me when me and the wife watch the good fight. Because I actually love the intro. Is it just like what she just doesn't like the song? It's a bunch of it's like classical music. And then there's just stuff exploding to the beat every once in a while. I don't know. Here's the thing. She's being hysterical. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. She's being really emotional about it. Yeah. And I might have her committed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) We'll see how season six of The Good Fight goes. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. (laughs) Delroy Lindo can pull it out. He's on that show, right? He's so good. I I fucking nailed that. Hell yeah. (laughs) You got to watch The Good Fight. You would like The Good Fight. It is the most vehemently anti-Trump show on television. There's just... So much shit to watch. I know. It's the thing. And I also am watching Lost. (laughs) So Jack collapses in the midst of all his belly aching about Locke's whereabouts. Mm -hmm. And everyone is telling Jack he needs to rest. Right. Like he's a hysterical housewife in the 50s complaining about the good fight intro. (laughs) Yeah, in the 50s. And then we cut to Flashback Island, and Saeed is at a mosque where he meets up with one of the conspirators of the alleged terrorist. Yeah. 
that he's supposed to meet up with. All of these flashbacks are such a bummer. I really, I like as yeah. much as I like how nuanced the they're treating it. It's so sad to watch him compromise himself in this way. Yeah, he goes back to the apartment. He finds a listening device in smoke detector. Yeah. So he gains their trust. Now we're back on the island. Yeah. Everyone is trying to get Claire to rest a bit because... (laughs) Everybody's trying to get everybody to rest. Yeah, everyone needs a fucking nap. (laughs) Look, and look, they just had to, like, deal with Boone dying, so they probably do need to have a nap. And Claire just had a baby. And Claire just had a baby at the same time. And she looks amazing. She does. Like, for having just had a baby? Yeah, she almost looks like she was, like, 22 years old and not had ever, has never been pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, yeah. A little bit. But, like, here's the thing. It's one of those things that works so well on this show is that everybody always looks amazing. Yeah. And even when they're, like must up or sweaty or bleeding or whatever it's always like a hot version of that and i wonder if that was i mean that had to be kind of a deliberate absolutely. choice because absolutely. it gives everything this air of well like none of this is really happening right well i mean like, that was definitely everyone's in fucking heaven right now that was every something. i mean obviously that was everybody's yeah, it was favorite purgatory. fucking fan theory that i never subscribed to by the way, <laughs> to push my nerd. I think I did up. for a while. Yeah, no, I was never on the purgatory train. Yeah. Uh, that I was always, especially because I think it might just be because of when I got in. Maybe if I'd started sure. watching yeah. like during the first season, but like with all the hatch stuff, I was always much more on the this is some crazy sci fi fantasy thing. Like, in the end. And that's what it was. And I was so happy. <laughs> I really like this finale. Yeah, I, but I could have seen a person watching it and taking the purgatory theory yeah. in and wondering, well, is the hatch where they decide? Sure. Like, you're in purgatory. Oh, yeah. You got to go I mean, people, I mean, like, you know, we actually haven't touched on it, like, a lot because it's tough. It's hard to find the archives. I was trying to find the archives of the message boards that I was on specifically. Oh, sure. But like, there were, yeah, it's so hard. But there were so many different fan theories. And like, the show was pretty good about juggling that sort of hype for a long time. They yeah. didn't lose people yeah. until they started to get towards the end and have to be like, okay, we got to this is actually what we're doing. Well, here's what that foot means. And it's crazy, but like, this is, it's not like what you're thinking anyway. Yeah. So Shannon, she's all bummed about the death of her brother slash lover. <laughs> and the only person on hand to console her seems to be Locke. Who <laughs> she's, I'm sure, so glad to see. So happy to see <laughs> He apologizes and asks for forgiveness, and she does not reply. Uh-huh. Very selfish, very rude. Of course, yeah. I would argue. Totally. Even worse, she goes and asks Saeed to kill Locke. Yeah. But that, that is rude. That's the ultimate. But to be fair, did he didn't kill her brother because he wasn't her brother. We know he was her. But no, but yeah. he just... 
put her brother in an extremely deadly situation. Correct. <laughs> that resulted in his death. He manslaughtered her brother at best <laughs> involuntarily. Right, yeah. Like, you wouldn't convict him in a court of law of murder. And she doesn't, like, she goes to Saeed and she's like, you you want to kill Locke for killing my brother? But she doesn't no. like, She doesn't say it in that many words. She's just like, John Locke killed my brother. Will you do something about that? Yeah. And then Saeed starts jerking off, and it's well, very she, weird. She does it in that bitch Shannon way. Like, yeah. the, like I say that spe- as a specific version of Shannon, which is the rich girl asking for her fucking presence. Yeah, yeah. Like, he owes it to right. her. She's like, will you do something about that? Like, very demanding so saeed he goes to confront Locke about killing boone except it it seems like that's not at all what he's actually there to do <laughs> instead he wants Locke to show him where the plane is right so they can mine the radio for parts right and i think the show does a decent job of making it not really clear yeah who saeed believes in this moment but i think it's pretty clear he believes Locke's side of the story i mean kind of i would say like he is very clear like i think they want you in the back of your mind to be like is he going to like do something yeah or is he not because it's very ambiguous and they play that tension really well yeah i mean what if they got out there and how funny would it be if he just like couldn't find the plane (laughs) it's a big island yeah very big very big. But they do eventually find the plane. And yeah. then we cut to Flashback Island. Saeed's playing soccer. Yes. Of course, because he's not in the United States. Well, yeah, no. So really, he's playing football. Okay. Yeah. He's playing soccer. I mean, because he's in Australia. So. Yeah. He's playing soccer. So he's playing football. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, for one thing, uh, Australia has their own version of football called Australian Rules Football. So. I know. Well, I knew about that, but don't they also call football football? No, they call it footy. Footy. That's. I mean, I, I, that that's not the no, official. No, if you're gonna, if you're gonna call me out, you got to call it footy. Okay, so he's playing footy. No, he's playing soccer. <laughs> so this guy is supposed to be the martyr in this upcoming terror operation, right? But also, he tells Saeed he doesn't think he can do it, right? He's, and he's the nice one. Yeah, ain't ain't that always the way? It is in, in that, American if, <laughs> movies. Yeah, if we're talking post nine eleven American TV, that is always oh, the guy. Yes, who's supposed to detonate the bomb? The right. guy who's like, but I have a heart of gold. But I actually want to live. What a like what kind of mixed messaging is that? I mean, it's again, like you have to view it in the context and it is better than the alternative. I guess, yeah. I'm not saying it's great. Like, <laughs> but also it works because first of all, it's a television show and so they've got to sell a very dense story in a short amount of time. Right. But like they've got to telegraph, oh, this is the guy that Saeed actually likes that's going to die. Right. And so Saeed asks the CIA handler if he can pull the guy out of the operation. Right. And instead, they're like, no, you have to double down and make sure he goes through with it. Right. And they threaten to arrest Nadia if he doesn't. And I'm with you, I think, in that I do actually kind of appreciate this depiction of the CIA during the war on terror. Yeah, absolutely. Because... This is kind of early on to have that opinion. 
Yeah. Like, I get that it's three years post 9-11, but it's still pretty, like, George Bush had a whole other fucking term yep. to go at this point. Yeah, he's and, just been reelected, like, uh, two months after the show uh, aired. And this is the point in history when, like, the Dixie Chicks are getting banned from yep. radio stations for yeah. criticizing George Bush. And, like, and this is on ABC, yeah, which is a, like one of the major networks that most people in the country, if they have a TV, have. And I think that speaks to kind of a disappointing trajectory this country has taken. Yeah, where fast forward to the Trump era mm-hmm. and Blackish, which was a show that was on ABC. I think it's still on ABC if sure. it hasn't ended. But the creator of that show wanted to do an anti-Trump episode. Yeah. And ABC wouldn't let him. They were like, we're trying to appeal to Trump voters. And that's why Kenya Barris left ABC and started doing shows at Netflix. And uh, to bring it full. That's what led to the witches. Well. Robert Zemeckis, the witches. Sorry. No, I'm just, that was a joke. I mean, not just that, but to, to bring it full circle, that's what I love about The Good Fight is that yeah. it's, I mean, it was on a, like CBS's streaming service, mm-hmm. but still it was a major network show and it is just so vehemently anti-Trump and it's anti-Trump in like an educational way. Right. So back on the island, Locke and Saeed are inspecting the plane. They found the plane. And Locke asks Saeed why he doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Saeed is like, well, for starters, you've been carrying around that gun that you haven't told anyone about, which, yeah, that's going to breed some mistrust. Sure. Locke gives the gun to Saeed in an effort to establish trust, and it does not work. All right. So then Locke confesses that he's the one who knocked out Saeed when he's trying to triangulate the source of the signal broadcast. That should patch things up. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure Saeed's going to love that. <laughs> but no, actually, Saeed pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And gets very angry. And somehow Locke kind of manages to lie his way out of the situation. Saeed asks about the hatch and Locke's like, nah, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going on. I mean, he doesn't really lie his way out of the situation. He truths his way out of the situation. Yeah. He diffuses it by being like, okay, I'll let people in on this secret. Flashback Island. Yes. Saeed really is trying to talk that guy into blowing himself up. And uh, the guy says, uh, well, okay, I'll do it if you do it with me. Right. And uh uh-oh, Saeed says yes. That's going to be awkward. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just going to lead to, you know, it's going to lead to some awkward conversations later on. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to reach a tipping point for sure. So back on the island, Shannon and her shirt made of gauze are both still super upset about Boone's death for some reason. And that doesn't get any better when Saeed shows up and says he doesn't actually believe Locke intended to harm Boone. Right. Mm. Which is true. That is true. I don't think Locke intended to harm Boone, but... Shannon doesn't take it well. Yeah. To say the least. Not a fan of Locke. No. 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 Elsewhere, Michael is working on the raft, and Walt is asking literally all of the same questions I would ask (laughs) before getting on a raft in the ocean. Questions like, what if we die? Well, I see... I don't know if that would be a question that I would have, because then the answer is, you're dead. Yeah. 
Congrats. No, no more worries. Yeah. No one knows. My, my, my bigger concerns are, uh, what if we're alive and we like don't have any food or water? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What if we make it to the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Then what? So there's a bunch of cute stuff with Charlie and Claire's baby. Yes. It's all kind of side stuff. There's the stuff with Jack and Kate where she drugged him and made him sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that scene a lot where yeah. where Jack is, like, realizing that she put sleeping medicine in his water and, like, is slowly collapsing. <laughs> yeah. Jack finally wakes up. He's been drugged by Kate, and he finds that someone has taken the key to the gun case. Right. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Who could it be? And he goes off to confront Locke over it, assuming it's Locke. Which, why? Because Jack is a policing by hunch kind of cop. Yes. Which is how racism happens. Right. Well, he's like a, I mean, you know, he's a hammer. He can can do doctor things. And when, when the problem isn't doctor related, he kind of flails. And fortunately, Saeed shows up and is like, no, I think I know who took the key to the gun case. It was Shannon. Uh Uh-oh. Makes sense. Does make sense. Meanwhile, back on Flashback Island, Saeed and the guy he's supposed to be ratting on are supposed to drive a truck with those 300 pounds of explosives and detonate it when they reach the target. As soon as the guy starts the truck, Saeed is like, I'm working for the CIA. Right. And the guy pulls a gun on sight and then uses it to shoot himself. Yes. Oof. It's a huge bummer. Very harsh. And a turn I did not see coming. No. I like it. I mean, I hate it. It's very (laughs) sad. But, like, I think it's a better resolution than having him actually turn his friend in. Yes. Um, And it's a good way... For him, like, because he he kills himself because he tr- like Saeed tries to be like, look, this, uh, they're gonna come in and, and crash his place. Go run away. Like he's like, you should hide. And instead, his friend kills himself. And it's like you can't just take back this kind of damage. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on the island, one of my favorite scenes, at least from season one. Mm. Possibly in the entire series. We're back on the island and everyone realizes Shannon has this gun and they're going to stop her from killing Locke. Yeah. And it's raining. And it's raining. And they get there and Saeed is like, you've never fired a gun before. Uh huh. And she just like expertly fires a shot right past his fucking head. Right. I love that scene so much. Because <laughs> it, it really does speak to like. Well, you assume she's never fired a gun because she right. looks like she does. But also she's like a rich kid. Right. And like rich people have guns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it it's a nice little character moment. And again, like when you're working in TV, you've got to like sell these things pretty quickly. And I love that. Yeah. Saeed charges after her, the gun goes off. Locke gets grazed by a bullet. Yeah. But he's fine. Flashback Island. Oh, yeah. There's the whole subplot where Sawyer's voice is the only thing that makes Claire's baby oh, stop yeah. crying. It that's rules. very cute. Yeah. yeah. That's a very, very fun subplot. There's a scene where he's like reading a car magazine to the kid. Yes. And yeah. The kid stops crying. <laughs> yeah. Very it's sweet. Good. And so Saeed has done his job mm. on Flashback Island and the CIA tells him Nadia lives in Irvine, California. 
and he's getting on a plane to Los Angeles, except he demands that they delay his flight by a day so he can claim the body of the guy who shot himself. And I guess we're to assume that's why he says he killed Nadia. Yeah. Well, no, I guess. No, not really. I mean, he was like, she's not safe in Irvine, obviously. Right. I got to get there right away. It's just, I mean, like, I do like that, though, that the, 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 that he de- delays and gets stranded on a like deserted island doing something really honorable. Like, it, I like that. It speaks to his character. Yeah. So back on the island, Saeed demands that Locke show him the hatch. Yes. And Locke pretends he doesn't know what he's talking about. At which point, Saeed says, John, no more lies. Yeah. Lost. Um, hell yeah. And that takes us to Born to Run. Fuck yeah. I mean, well, actually, I okay, this episode is good. But the Kate flashbacks kind of suffer in these in in this first season. I, I think the Kate flashbacks are probably the weakest element of the first season. Yeah. Now that we're on the last one, I think it's because a lot of Kate's character is like, can you believe this woman who's so hot is also a criminal? <laughs> yeah, and I, it's like, yeah, no, for sure. Well, but also like like. I think they had a narrative issue on their hands when it came to Kate because they wanted her to have this mysterious backstory as a felon. But because they decided early on that the reason she is a felon was going to be a central mystery for the show, that robs a lot of her flashbacks of their dramatic weight. Like yeah. It, yeah. it instead makes it just like you just know that whatever is going to happen, she's going to go back to being on the run. Like there's just not much potential for at least in these early in the first season. I can't, I haven't rewatched early enough to say whether that holds uh, as much through the second season. But like it's just tough. Yeah. It's a Kate flashback episode. Mm -hmm. It opens with her wearing a blonde wig, but we don't know it's her at first, but we know. Well, yeah. We know. She's staying at a motel under the name Joan Hart, and she's clearly on the run. Yeah. That is obvious from both her demeanor and the title of the episode. Yeah. It seems like maybe that's a theme in her life. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She tells the clerk at the front desk that she's waiting on a letter. Sure enough, there's a letter there. She's reading it. She's crying. Mm -hmm. Back on the island, the raft builders get the bad news that the island is on the verge of monsoon season. And that they should have already left by now unless they want to end up in Antarctica. And I well, I kind of wonder if this was the show addressing, like, viewer concerns. Sure. Because we're deep into season one. Yeah. And they've been building this raft for a while. And I wonder if there were people on message boards who were like, hmm, well, actually, <laughs> if they take off from there, they're going to end up in Antarctica. I can't and the show's you. just like, fine. All right. I can't believe you found one of my old message board posts and <laughs> read it perfect And nailed your nailed, voice from back then, too. Nailed an impression. Oh, uh, I, fed an AI, I fed an AI a thousand hours of Olivia's voice, and, and it this went, is what it came back with. And it went insane and killed itself. <laughs> and it talked about Lost for 14 hours. <laughs> but I wanted to say that, that the news about... The monsoon season is delivered by 
the character of Dr. Arzt, uh, played by Daniel Roebuck, who's a character actor who I've always liked. Uh, mostly because I saw him in Lost and then I saw him in a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but I really like his character and it's a big scene for him because they want to set him up before the three-part finale. Right. Because he plays a kind of significant role in it. I want, in a perfect world, like if Lost did not get renewed for a second season, that is absolutely how I want season one to end. I want them to get on that raft <laughs> and end up in Antarctica yeah. like, oh, fuck. That would rule. I would love that, personally. That would be great. That would have been great. That would have been a good cliffhanger if they got canceled. So Kate tells Michael that she wants to go with them on the raft. <gasps> Lost. Yeah. Michael tells Kate, the raft's full. You can't go. Right. Which is known. Yeah. She's kind of being on one in this episode. Yeah. She's being a... A little more Karen than Kate. Yeah. She's been, she's got a lot of, let me speak to the manager. Right. Like, she's, look at me, I'm beautiful. Get me on that raft. Right. Yeah, and it's never entirely clear exactly why she's sudden, like, you you get bits of an idea, but, like, it's never cohesive enough. And she, of all people, she should just be like, listen, this is better than prison. Yeah. If I was in her situation, I honestly think I'd be fine just like making a life for myself and living it out there. Especially once all the weird, mysterious shit started happening. I'd be like, oh, I could probably do this for a while. This would be fun. Yeah. It's like like living in a haunted house. I think her idea is that if she gets picked up in the raft, then she can pretend to be someone else and – going to be but, rough. But I don't understand how... Because whoever she's pretending to be is going to have people on the other side looking for them. Well, I, I don't know if she thinks that... She's thinking that many steps ahead. But also, like, it, nothing is stopping her from assuming a new identity if people rescue them from the island. Yeah. Yeah, that's So, true. I don't know. I don't know what, what her plan is. So, flashback island. Kate's at a hospital. Someone's dying of cancer. And she needs some doctor's help to yes. see her. I'm kind of over Kate by this point. It's a bummer because I like the performance and I like the character on the island. Yeah. A lot, usually. And when she's not, when it's not a, her, when it's not her focus of the episode is the thing. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on the island, Saeed and Locke take Jack to the hatch. Finally. For once in his life, Jack has the appropriate reaction, which is just like stunned Silence. Yeah. Premium jackface. Yeah. Elsewhere, Michael is threatening to kick Sawyer off the raft and give his spot to Kate. Yeah. Which uh kind of shitty of Michael, if I'm being honest. It is, but Sawyer's been I mean, for one thing, Sawyer's a dick right. in general. But he's also been being a dick by like not helping build the raft at all and just sitting back and telling them what to do. I, uh, I mean, I've watched this season, this show before, but Mm -hmm. watching it again, I was genuinely surprised that at this point in season one, people had not sussed out that Kate was the person who was in the custody of the air marshal. What? Really? Like she's had, it's, oh, you mean on the island? Right. 
Right. Yeah. Well, but that's I I like that though. That's the yeah. thing I really like uh, that they that they do occasionally on the show is just little bits of like how when there's no like everybody is kind of doing their own thing and so word doesn't always get around like big things kind of, you know, spread faster but like little things like the fact that Kate like one of these people is a convict isn't, you know, as well known. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. Yeah. Kate's being really cocky. She tells Sawyer if she wants his spot on the raft, she'll get right. his spot yeah. on like the it, raft. Like I said, she's on one. That's the I, best description. Yeah, like I appreciate the confidence, but yeah. still. Uh, speaking of the raft, Michael and Walt are talking about the logistics of the trip, and Michael just doubles over in pain Yeah, and tells Walt to summon Jack, which, oh, that would be the worst if you're just, like, hanging out, doing your own thing, uh-huh. and someone's like, hey, can you fucking go get Hurley? And it's like, all right, I'll sprint five miles to go get Hurley. <laughs> yeah, let me go. that's what you need me to do. Let me get my hiking gear on. Yeah, you're sure you can't just fucking pull through this <laughs> and figure it out on your own? But it, uh, to be fair, it would also suck pretty bad to have major intestinal problems on a deserted sure. island. Both. Both of those things. Would <laughs> that, would, that would suck pretty bad. Everyone's suffering. But Jack is preoccupied with Locke not telling him about the hatch. So that does really seem like semantics at this point. Sure. It's like, yeah, Locke rightfully points out, you didn't tell us you had... Yeah. Multiple guns. Well, Jack is acting like the big boy. He thinks he's the big boy. Yeah. And Locke is kind of rightfully like, no, we didn't, like, elect you big boy. Like, you know, we, we're we all kind of our own big boys. I love the exchange. I didn't even put it in the notes who, who says both parts of this. But one person, when they get to the hatch, like, Jack really wants to open it. And right. I think it's Jack who says, worst case scenario, we use it for shelter. Yeah. And is it Locke? Saeed. Who says, Saeed, who says, I can think of much worse cases than yeah. that. <laughs> and Saeed's right. Like, you open that and you could just, like, immediately die. He is right. But I do like, and again, I guess spoilers for whatever the future of Lost, but I like that they are both right. Like, yeah. it's both a amazing uh, utility that they desperately needed and that improves their lives a thousandfold, but also a major curse and a huge problem that they have to deal <laughs> yeah. with for the rest of their lives, basically. Kate's flashback takes a weird turn. Sure. She ends up at the home of this doctor yeah. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, who she had talked to in a previous flashback. This doctor, Tom... Managed to get Kate's friend an MRI appointment or whatever she needed. Right. So now they're in the middle of the field just digging some shit up. Well, yeah, there's like a lot of talk about them. You know, they're clearly like childhood friends of some kind. Right. And uh, they leave us with that for a second. And we go back to the island. Locke and Jack are speculating about what's wrong with Michael. They're thinking maybe he was poisoned, possibly by Sawyer, because he's mad about the raft thing. Yeah, but that that argument never really holds water. No. Because why would Sawyer poison the only person who The person can, building the yeah, raft. Who can, yeah. like, actually build it and operate it. It's in this moment that... Hurley accidentally tells Locke that Kate 
is a fugitive from justice. Right. Because he didn't realize it was a secret to Locke. Right. And because of that, Jack confronts Kate about whether maybe she poisoned Michael. Mm -hmm. She asks if he thinks she's really capable of that. I'm team Kate in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough for me to go back to the mindset of watching this the first time. But I so thought, I don't know. I kind of just figured it like she's so prominent. It seemed like too easy of a twist. Right. Because we knew she was a criminal. Well, and it turns out that it is. It's more complicated, but it's still it's still her fault. A little bit. Sure. Uh, (laughs) More than a little bit. So flashback island. Kate is back in that field with that doctor. Right. But now he's drunk. Right. And I don't feel good about how things are going to go. Yeah, he's drunk. They're digging a hole. Yeah. She's feels, got a gun in the car. Feels All of it feels bad. She finds whatever they're trying to dig up, and it's a box with some bullshit in it, including right. that toy plane from earlier. It's like, I guess this is a time capsule? It is a time capsule, and this is what I'm saying. Like, this is the whole thing with this toy plane. Like, they clearly, I think... And I can't obviously speak exactly to their mind, the writers' minds, but I think they clearly realized that the toy plane was a cul-de-sac. Like they couldn't really go anywhere with it, so they just were like, "Okay, let's just fucking use this flashback to resolve this toy plane shit." And hey, thanks, writers of the show. Yeah, (laughs) like this, the toy plane is one of those things where if they never resolved it, yeah, I'd have been like, "That's fine." But like at the time, though. I think people might have lost their minds yeah, if it was have, never resolved. People would have lost their shit. You're right. So uh, they go through the contents. They both get sad. And then back on the island, Walt is trying to reassure Locke that he isn't the one who poisoned Michael. Right. I like that Locke reassures him that he doesn't like think about just because he burnt did one bad thing that he's going to be responsible for every bad thing that happens to the raft. Right. And in the course of that conversation, Walt just out of nowhere looks at Locke and says, don't open it. Yeah. It's one of these little psychic moments of Walt. Yeah. He's talking about the speaking hatch. Of, speaking of slightly unresolved <laughs> mysteries of yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. And Locke is acting like he doesn't know what Walt's talking well, of course. about. But he knows. So Michael kicks Sawyer off the raft. Because he thinks Sawyer poisoned him. But then Sawyer turns the tables and finds the passport of that Joanna woman who drowned in Kate's belongings. And points out that she's a hoodlum who's trying to escape the island to start a new life under someone else's identity. Right. Again, that seems not possible. Was Joanna an orphan? Maybe. I I feel like her, like, not that this makes the most, like, this isn't the best plan, I'll say. I'll I'll say that about Kate. It's not the best plan. (laughs) But I would say I think her plan is that that will just get her into the country. Sure. And then she'll be free to do what she needs to do to survive from there. Flashback Island. Kate's back in the hospital. And it turns out the woman she was trying to help was her mom. And I still don't really give a shit. Yeah, it it's just the, like really the only thing here is that for some reason, whatever it is that she did made her mom scared and angry at her. Yeah. Like yeah. terrified of her, which when you learn what she actually did, it's like, I guess, okay, they really have to justify that. Yeah, it's not that scary. <laughs> I, again, I really think uh, it was a crucial mistake of the show that they didn't 
just reveal what yeah. she did. So, yeah, flashback island. Kate's back in the hospital. Turns mm-hmm. out the woman she was trying to help was her mom. Right. And her mom's not happy to see her. By no. The she means, I mean, she starts calling for help. Yeah. And again, like, it just seems like all this is is, hey, this is it. Her mom, some whatever she did, it made her mom scared of and mad at her and like again this is it's just not i i think they've been on the wrong mystery horse a little bit yeah and she like knocks out a security guard takes his gun a right. police chase ensues yeah she wouldn't have gotten away with most of this like <sighs> i mean maybe In the 90s or whatever okay yeah i saw how the police chased oj like, <laughs> well you know she's a she is a white woman true <laughs> It seems like she injures several innocent people in the course of her escape. Well, sure. She killed that doctor friend of hers, right? No, the police killed him. Okay. Trying to get her. So it's her fault, kind of. And then she just takes off running down one of Ohio's many dry riverbeds Uh in the early 2000s. Totally. Back on the island, she confesses that she was indeed in the custody of the air marshal, but that also she did not poison Michael. Right. Which is technically true. Yeah. But everyone shuns her anyway. Right. That's a little harsh. Speaking of harsh, Detective Jack Shepard somehow pieces together (laughs) that what really happened is that Son tried to poison Jen to keep him from getting on that raft. And Jen and Michael got their water bottles mixed up. Did they explain how this happened? I think it's just like one of those things where like... They set them down next to each other, and then they pick up the wrong one. I guess. They're all using, like, old water bottles and shit anyway. Elsewhere, Sawyer and Kate are arguing about who should get that last raft spot. And she asks why it matters so much to him, which is a stupid fucking question. (laughs) Yeah, I think they all have a pretty good reason to want to leave the island. Yeah, this is, we're recording, this will come out way after, but we're recording this the week before the Super Bowl. Sure. And this question reminds me of a thing that happened in the lead up to the Super Bowl where a reporter asked Nick Sirianni, who is the head coach of the Eagles, is this a must win game for you? The Super Bowl? And he was like, it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, what kind of question is that? Nah. No, it doesn't really matter. It's just any other game. It's fine, man. Who cares? Like, I guess... No, I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I, do, like, I was trying to think of a You reason. have to be like the sh- like you're the person getting like a D minus in journalism <laughs> class <laughs> where you're like, well, this is what the textbook said I should ask. Right. So I asked it. <laughs> and meanwhile, I don't get anywhere near Nick Sirianni the week of the Super Bowl. No. you Maybe you could. I mean, maybe. Have you tried? No. You should. I'll try. Okay. And then I'm going to ask him. It's it's Thursday. Is is he busy? Is this a must-win game for you today? That would be hilarious (laughs) to fucking put in so much work. So Kate and Sawyer, they're arguing. It's, again, stupid question. The whole exchange feels a little bit like unnecessary drama. Yeah, they've got to have a... A conclusion. Yeah. And then Walt confesses to Michael that he's the one who burned the raft because he didn't want to leave. And this is literally the first time on this entire show when Michael has been a legitimately good dad. Sure. And is like, all right, if you don't want to leave, we don't have to leave. On second thought, is he being a good dad? 
<laughs> yeah, I guess if you want to, ten year old, we can stay on this. Yeah, island. I don't. I actually don't know if that's a the adult decision. He should have been like, <laughs> "Well, I get it, but yeah. the minute we can get out of here, we're fucking getting out." Yes, here. you'll learn to love Philadelphia or wherever <laughs> we go after this. And at the end, we find out poisoning Jen was actually Kate's idea. Duh. It was her way of helping son. Uh huh. It was her way of helping son, totally. Yeah, yeah. Which, harsh. Yeah, that's, if you go to your friend for help, Uh and their answer is, oh, let's poison your husband. (laughs) Yeah, let's poison somebody. That's that's probably not the help you're looking for. Maybe, though. I mean, it was the help son was looking for. It's true, and it didn't work. Lost. Hell yeah. And that brings us to the end of the penultimate episode of this season. Absolutely. Very exciting. Things are happening, except for on the Kate plot. Yeah, except, I mean, except for Kate. Otherwise, things are happening Yeah, all over the place. And then Exodus, three parts. Three-part finale. Fuck yeah. And then these uh, these all go public, and we see how much people like this. <laughs> I think it's going to do really well. Uh, Do we have anything to plug I mean, we get out of here? Conspiracy the show. Uh, listen to that. Um, That's about it. I can't think of anything else. I only have adamtoddbrown.substack.com where you can read my writings. My most recent column as we record this is about why Belle Biv DeVoe is the most influential pop group, at least of the 90s, maybe of all time. (laughs) Uh, And I think I'm going to start writing about some weird Amazon documentaries because that's a that's a whole big thing right now. Yeah. So uh adamtoddbrown.substack.com. That's all I got to plug and I think that's it. We should get the fuck out of here. Yes. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye everybody. We love you. <laughs>